Hey everybody, it's me, Dave Schrader from the Paranormal 60, Ghosts of Devil's Perch, and the Holzer Files. And for some reason, you're tuned in to the Paranomaly Zone. A ghostly apparition in the dark at night. So, Mike, before we started uh, recording here, be before I press that giant red button, you shared an opinion of yours with me regarding Zach Bagans. Now, do you want me to say <laughs> what you said, or do you care to share with our listeners your exact words? How, how would oh, you like to go about that? But you want me to be nice because you... You're holding out that hope that someday he might be on. Well, I mean, what do we have if we don't have hope? Right, well, Mike? Yeah. True. But then Come if on. I start spouting off, then, and if he ever does listen to it, which he won't, because. Okay, so, so you're Because he's a dick. That's ah, why. There we go. <laughs> I think he's a dick. <laughs> that's what we were waiting for. And then I, I like, I took a. I was taken aback by that, and I was like, well, yeah. I like him. <laughs> you know? you, yeah, and what did you say right after that? I like making fun of him. I, well, yes, <laughs> I like picking on him uh, picking on him and his, his mannerisms sometimes. But then we had an, a, a good conversation talking about the, the pros and cons of said Zach Baggins. Yeah, and um, that's, hey, that's very true. If you're a fan of the paranormal, you are, you are familiar with Zach and all of his ways, uh, like him or not, disagreeable or agreeable and stuff. You know what? I look at it this way. When you're on the top, people are always aiming for you, right? Yeah. Well, how you know, part of how he got to the to the top was like doing some big corporate takeover and it's like it's like getting all of his tentacles into the travel channel deep into the, you know, the brain works of that and shoving out and working out the 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 lesser than Zach mm. people no. that, you know, there's that big controversy that was going on. He knew what he knows what he's doing. Like, you know, like I said, oh, he's smart. Sure. Absolutely. But, but I just get this, this strong feeling of it's like a, a big corporation pushing out the little guys and then taking over every spot that he pushes somebody out. Now, are you, are you, um, and we're not going to spend the entire episode talking about Zach Bagans, no, obviously. We uh, can't do that. But this I'm is, probably already pissing off too many people. 
this this episode is related in 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 a few it is. separate ways to um like the Ghost Adventures crew, the Ghost Hunters crew because this is a return to our terminal series and we're looking into the alleged portal to hell known as Bobby Mackey's. Uh, it's going to be a good good uh, discussion. At 44 Licking Pike, Wilder, Kentucky, 41071. Wow. I thought Opens I was... at 7 o'clock. I thought I was listening Dine to Dine in, no takeout, no delivery. They Thanks. also have night or line country music, line dancing, and a mechanic bowl with regular ghost hunts. Now, that's the whole breakdown of... Bobby Mackey's in a nutshell. I thought I was listening to a commercial. So that was quite impressive. I I um <laughs> I even gave the zip code. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, you know, Licking Pike in Wilder, Kentucky. Licking mm. Pike. 44 Licking Pike. You seem to be attracted to that phrase. Well, it's just funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm over it now, real quick. Okay. <laughs> he, is, he is over it. But yeah, this is in a way related to Mr. Baggins and his crew and uh, everyone else in the paranormal world in one way or another. Um, I was going to go somewhere with my, I was going to refute some of your dick comments about Mr. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Baggins and I totally lost track. Uh, yep. That's okay. That's fine. I, As you said, I'm holding out hope that Maybe, perhaps, someday he'll be a future guest. And uh, you know what? If he ever comes on the Paranomaly Zone, I'm going to call you out right in front of him, and you're going to apologize yeah. right to oh, Zach no. Bagans. No, no, I have no desire to do that. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, I think I think I remember what I was going to say. When you're you get the vibe that he's like the 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 top, you know, he's the power mad head of the paranormal investigative world, and he's slowly pushing away the. The lesser known uh, up and coming even paranormal investigative groups. You know, I I really don't know about that, Mike. You, but we we aren't behind the scenes, obviously. There's right. That whole kerfuffle with the former Destination Fear group, who we were lucky enough to have on as guests. Mm-hmm. That whole kerfuffle between them and Zach, and it's like, well, whose side do you believe? I mean, it's. It's really, it's really tough to make a decision because yeah. right? we aren't well, there. We don't know what's going on. We only know what we hear. And, of course, there's how many different opinions out there on the wonderful world of the wide web. <laughs> the world yeah. of the wide web. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'll take any sides. It's just I'll have to just sit you back. You did. You just know. called him a dick. How is that not taking well, yeah, a but, side? Well, but that's not taking sides. It's just forming an opinion of the person itself. Okay, now I I truly did remember what I was going to say. Then we'll we'll dive okay. into Bobby Mackey's here. So, in your disparaging comments about Mr. Zach Bagans, are you in any way uh not I feel like I have a word that I'm stuck on each and every episode and tonight's word is refuting. So I'm going to say are you in any way refuting the evidence that the Ghost Adventures team has accumulated throughout the years? I mean, they've been doing this since 2006 essentially. So are you saying that you don't believe the evidence they have captured because Zach Bagans is a dick? Oh, they uh, of course they can, they're going to they're in a great position to catch great evidence. So gotcha. and they have all the tools for it and they have the talent and the know-how there you go 
and the 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 nice hair and the big muscles and everything. Well, they're not so and the big tattoos, anymore. Tattoos, so they can they can uh, yeah they'll they'll they do just fine. I think Zach Bagans actually said he had a dad bod in one of the latest episodes. So yeah, well, maybe that's why he wears like those black snowmobile suits every every episode. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah, yeah. His legs have turned to just <laughs> old man legs, like mine. Well, you know what? Uh, enough uh, rambling on here. Introductions I just are dropped my mic. Sorry, well, that's okay. Introductions are necessary in case you are new to the program. Yeah, believe it or not, from time to time we do get new listeners. This is the Paranormal Zone, your weekly dose of all things. Hey, you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Hoffenberg. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, uh, the man who is, dare I say, the withering away version of the Kool-Aid man, Mr. Mike Carb. No, I'm saying that because you have a giant red shirt on, and you do not fill these out at all. I, I don't. At all I, anymore. I can I can wear shirts now that I haven't been able to wear for many years, and that's awesome. And it's, it's well, yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> like Again. I've said before, it's awesome if I knew how I was losing or why I was losing the weight. But. Exactly. We're not recommending Mike's weight loss plan, but hey, you know what? You look great. So that's no. one thing, right? And you got a damn fine scully on. So I do. Good. Does that have like a little uh, a pin on it? Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a Scotch Irish Scots Irish pin with a huh. very with good. A, yeah. Now you are not anyway. you are not being frightened by your little uh, alien with the skelly cap on <laughs> to your oh, left yeah, there yeah. because I think the last time we got together you literally were were uh, taken aback yeah. by your own alien figurine. Yeah, well, was, I had it set where it looked like it was peeking around my shoulder. I didn't care for that. So. <laughs> Now I got him closer to the Debbie mirror. Oh, it looks so cute with so that. So he can deal with that. With another skeleton, and then there's that damn freaky-ass ugly monkey behind you. Goodness And gracious. Unfortunately, he is wearing a fez. I was going to say, what the hell is on that thing's yeah. head? That's interesting. Well, Mike, Bobby Mackey's talk about a bucket list destination for us. I mean, there's so many damn places out there that we would talk about dreaming and hoping and wishing, Mike. I would love to make a trip to Kentucky. Yeah, we could we could eat there and dance and line dance and uh, would you actually dance? Clothes. Would you nope. dance? Absolutely not. Well, then why did you suggest it? Because that doesn't. Make... <laughs> Come on, now you're you're putting out false hope mm. now. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I I retract <laughs> that statement totally. That's kind of funny. Were you referencing the Bobby Mackey website earlier? I was. Yeah, because I was looking at the same thing myself and I wanted to point out a few interesting tidbits. You covered some of them. I mean the address 44 Licking Pike, I think that's Mike's favorite address of all time now. 44 I've never thought of licking, licking a pike, and I... pike. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of an old kids in a hall episode where they were licking a lobster for luck. <laughs> do you remember that one? I I do not, okay. but anytime that I can lick a pickerel <laughs> and that's a hell of a better than licking a pipe right i mean they are different they are different yeah i'm looking at yeah. the bobby mackey site here bobby mackey's dot com yeah one of the 
headline banners here. America's Honky Tonk. Friday and Saturday matinee. Doors open at 7. You may have said that already. Bobby Mackey and his best damn band. Hell yeah. Now, I am not a fan of country music. I'm not a fan of honky-tonk music. But I am a fan of the paranormal and this allegedly severely haunted locale that, like I said earlier, Mike, you and I would we'd have a blast going there. Oh, it would be fantastic. We'd uh, we'd camp out down by the well. Oh God, yeah, we'd actually go down in the basement, unlike what we yeah. did at the <laughs> Sally House. Tell you Whether what, you they know, liked it or not. I tell you what, if anyone's ever tried to keep you and I at bay, all you have to do is hold a string in front of us, and <laughs> yeah. we will not go through it. Yeah, uh, a a piece of dental floss, and we are we are not going in there. That's our kryptonite, man. Oh. That, and and it was even high enough, I think, to where even with my <laughs> rotten body, I could have gotten underneath body, it. Jesus. Or I could have, I don't know, maybe climbed over it. I don't know. It would have been easy. That just sounds like... Oh, it broke. Oh, the string broke. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think they had like a piece of yarn or something. that <laughs> It was. It was. Like a, like a torn off piece of tablet paper with a mm-hmm. very hastily written... But there was a, a uh, like a 12-inch bucket that was on the ground that would have required us to either A, bend over and move it, or step <laughs> over it. So we would have done or either just or. Slowly and, and discreetly pushed it over with one foot. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Or I could have knocked it down the stairs with my cane. There that would have been fun, too. That would have been great. And th- imagine if it got thrown back up the steps at us. Ooh. Yeah. then we would, I wouldn't have gone down then. Would you have gone down if that would have happened? That's a great question. That's a really great, uh, great. It's question. easy to say yes right now. It's absolutely easy to say yes, but when you're in the moment, and something like that happened. I would probably probably be a little intimidated. Yeah, to say there are the some least. times where I, you know, there are some weird feelings in the house that yeah. And of course, we are talking about the Sally House in case everyone's yes. lost. Um, I wanted to read a couple things here about the touring aspects of Bobby Mackey's. I'm sure they wouldn't mind a little. Um, helpful promotion because you know we're we've got millions of people listening out there that are that are sitting on the precipice of a decision. Is that the right mm-hmm. phrase? Precipice of a decision. The precipice. I don't know. I don't know if it is. Probably isn't. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And they're just waiting, waiting for that little that nudge, that push from you and I to tell them whether or not to fork over the dough. Yeah, their precipice is getting smaller and smaller uh, every yes. every time we we mention it. And that's one thing you want to avoid is a small precipice. <laughs> prefaces. Or precipice. Precipice. See, now that's one of those words you say too many times yeah. and you're screwed. It Don't say validity. Sound right. Just yeah. do not stay, uh, say validity, Mike, because that's talk about nope. kryptonite. So. That's a bad word for me anyway. So, in case anyone's interested in any of these tours, uh, if they want to go to the Sally House, I believe that was, man, what was it? 250 I think, for the Sally House, which is. I believe so. Which is, you know, nothing, basically. This for a two-hour guided tour, thirty-five bucks per person. A group of four or more, discounted down to thirty bucks. If you want a private five-hour investigation for paranormal teams up to twelve people, well, you have to fork over six hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, jeez! But you know, if you have twelve people. That doesn't that doesn't hit your pocketbook as much. But who wants to investigate with twelve other people? Yeah, no, it wouldn't work. No, that includes a one hundred dollar non refundable deposit due upon booking. 
and the balance of five fifty will be paid in cash on the night of your investigation. Uh, the Velisca House, Mike, the other place we're looking into uh, investigating. That's another one that the the cost is a wee a wee bit more than the Salad yeah. House, but yeah. um, man, we have to get to the Velisca House too. Good golly, Miss Molly, this is going to happen. But you need money to do it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Tagus first. Tagus. Hey, thank you for mentioning that, by the way, Mike. Referring to Bobby Mackey's, it's known as like the gateway to hell or the portal to hell, you know, especially after (laughs) the aforementioned Ghost Adventures group have their premiere episode focusing on Bobby Mackey's. And, well, of course, you know, all hell broke loose, no pun intended. Uh, they claim to have even undergone exorcisms after investigating Bobby Mackey's. Some crew members claim to have been divorced because of their emotional, I don't know, downfall after investigating mm. Bobby Mackey's. But Tagus also claims to have a stairway to hell, Mike. Right. So, obviously, there are several ways to get to hell. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do it while living, that is. There is one way. Do you care to explain, or are you talking about well, the obvious if way? If you kill somebody, that that's going to put you right to hell, I think. I know, I know, exactly. So we recommend do not murder anybody if you do not yeah. want to go to hell. Not unless it's a life-threatening situation. Then just go for it. Just <laughs> <laughs> And just to be clear, we are not promoting murder. No, absolutely par- not. On the Paranomaly Zone. But are these places, are they haunted? Is it a portal? Is it a doorway to hell? Or is it all three? I think it's all three. Mike, you know, for for those new to the program and those who are checking out, like, what the hell are these guys all about? You know, and I'm really not familiar with this weird and wacky paranormal world. How would you describe a portal as, how would you describe how it works and what Mm. it would be? Um, You've, You've had and shared your belief on the show that one of your former residents, or or abodes, I should say, had a damn portal in it. Well, Um, it's it's possible. Was that a dog, or was that that you? (laughs) That was was a Mary sneeze. Okay. And if it was me, it would have been... From the rear. Something, yeah, yeah, something from, like, (laughs) the lower chest down, because you've seen, you can see me from that up and that you didn't see anything happen unless it was a portal but how would you describe a portal mike what is a portal to you i would say that it's like one of those rotating doors it's just constantly rotating but you know like um so sometimes closed sometimes open well, it's always rotating. You know, like those doors, you go in and you go around in a circle and it... Oh, and sure. You, okay. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. You don't see them very often anymore, but, uh, you know, I'm old enough to have dealt with those. And Did you ever get trapped in those? They're kind of... No, no, no. But they're kind of fun as a kid. But, <laughs> yeah, but just running around think, in circles. Oh, yeah. Think of something like that right there at that veil. You know, it's like that veil that's, you know... You know um, separating us from there, mm-hmm. but then there's that spinning door. It's just like all you got to do is step into it, follow it through, and you're in another place. I mean, it, it's like that. It's just it's just open. It's constantly open. Where 
spirits can come and go. Do you think that that's something that is uh, of a natural occurrence, or do you think Mm. it is perhaps Uh, man-made? That's a good question. I mean, is it something that's been there since the beginning of time, you know, whether it's uh, been just an open space before anything was there or before that house was built there? Was that portal still there? Uh, Then I would think it's just naturally there. Mm. You know, just something that's always been there. It's always going to be there no matter what's there. Do you think of the earth? The house was built. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, I froze up a little bit there. I apologize. Um, Are you back? There he is. There he is. Oh, He's back. You were, yeah. Yeah, we were both. So did you, did you miss a lot that I said? Or? A little bit, yeah. I, I, heard okay. you, I heard the word house, and that was about it. And there he's frozen again. He's just this look of disgust that he has on his yeah. face is just <laughs> now. Now you're frozen up again too. <laughs> you froze but anyway. You froze. I was telling our listeners that you froze with just a look of disgust on your face. Just, just focusing. Just you were burning a hole through your computer screen, like aiming at me. Like it was really. Yeah, I was frightened. So. Are we back? Now? Well, don't don't be a, don't be afraid. Yeah, you you kept on freezing up there too, so I don't know. But, but yeah, so this the portal. I mean it, and then also, like you said, is it man-made? I think enough energy can be put into something uh, that it could open up a portal. It can open up a doorway. You know, if there's you know, like a place like Bobby Mackey's, like if it's a portal, I mean like all the satanic rituals that supposedly happened there, which we'll get into mm-hmm. um, and all of that, you know, and so many people go in there to investigate, you know, and putting that energy of, boy, this is a doorway to hell. You know, it could give it the energy to create it. That's a great point. Yeah. I you mean, that's like, there could always have been something there, but just that interaction, just the, you know, almost the constant, you know, interference maybe for lack of a better term of uh, you know the conjuring aspect of investigators yeah. or people who are just interested you know and just the vibe that they project yeah yeah who knows i mean maybe we we kind of help create that absolutely portal. and and if it's a portal that say that's just always been there say say a thousand years ago two thousand years ago whatever you know out in the middle of nowhere is a portal just naturally there Say, oh, now you froze up again. I think we're getting in the house. I'm sorry, Mike. I repeat yourself. You, we froze up again. I apologize. Oh, I I was just reiterating the fact about the you know, a house being built over the portal. Hmm. Um, you know, like you know, when it was just say a portal in the middle of nowhere, it was just an access for spirits or beings or whatever to come in and out or cross over. But when a house or a building is put there. Oh, man. Every time he's about ready to get into the good, the meat of it, we we freeze. Are you back there, Mike? Nope, he's frozen. Now he's looking at his mic at least. He's not staring. Uh, I was waiting for you to unfreeze. Okay. You look like you, you died or something. Your well, eyes were like, well, closed. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, we're getting affected by the spirit of something that doesn't want us to talk yeah. about Bobby Mackey's apparently. Um, no, but every time that you, you're you about ready to get into the meat of your point, you freeze up. So, okay. Well, okay. Third time is the charm, and if you freeze up again, we're, we're moving on. So, okay. try and so get that- there. That portal, it's always been there. It's in the middle of a house now. And, and then it's getting all that activity of, of people being there and and uh, investigating it. And that's where all this 
you know, energy or portal to hell comes up where, you know, the interaction that, you know, people have with it, you know, it's such a difference between, it's just a simple little opening, you know, but when something is put there, it starts interacting with people and then people start putting this label of doorway to hell on it. Mm. And it might just be a simple, you know, like a simple patio door or something, you know, that it doesn't mean anything. It's just spirits coming and going. It's almost, it's, it almost you know. fits like the cliche making a mountain out of a molehill, you know, because it like, could. There's like, well, and then it's, it may be made into a mountain with all the energy that's given to it. Yeah. That's why I'm, you know, as people are there in this building, interacting with it and investigating it and getting it in their own mind, what it is. Oh, that's a portal to hell. You know, there's a there's a woman's head down in there, which we'll get into later. So you you definitely <laughs> you, know? you definitely are open to the idea that there is potentially a portal in Bobby Mackey's. There maybe potentially is a portal in that in the church at Tagus, you know, and so on and Absolutely. so forth. Okay. In one way or another, and then you know, with that human interaction, it it either gets blown out of proportion, or you know, we just gotta take it as it comes and figure it out when we get there. I think what I was saying too when I froze up many you know many many minutes ago was I was going to ask you if you thought of the earth as a sentient being. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, have, I really do believe that. I really do. Yeah, it's I like, I do too. I I have I have thought about the earth as a living sentient being mm -hmm. entity whatever um that as human beings, well, we were put here for whatever reason, however, whatever people's beliefs are. But I sometimes feel like we are like a parasite or a cancer to this planet. <laughs> you yeah, know? know, it's like all the roadways, all the interstates that all over this world that are, are, that are put in and have been for. I know for years and years like, and years, it's just like we're slow, slowly just eroding our own, you know, support system. And it's, that's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, we froze up again. I know, this internet connection is really starting to frustrate <laughs> me. Um, but that's okay. We'll, we'll forge forth as we usually do. Yes, do. we should forge forward. And uh, yeah. what is your next thoughts on well, I wanted to give Bobby a quick. Mackies. I want to give a quick background to some of the alleged um, hauntings connected to Bobby Mackey's music world. Now, this, there's supposedly a history of murder, Mike, a history of suicide. You mentioned earlier, you know, lots of, like, you know, rituals, demonic in nature, supposedly. Well, going back to when it was built in 1850 as a slaughterhouse, that's when the slaughterhouse yeah. was first built. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, there's even, like, organized crime, alleged mm -hmm. organized crime connections it's, to this. Yep. Over the decades, it's like Bobby Mackey's has gone through a progression of, uh, of, things happening like that yeah you know and and of course that's going to build up the energy and you know and this so. place is we're not talking about you know innocent innocuous sweet little spirits inhabiting bobby right. mackey's this exactly. place is supposedly infested with demons and evil spirits right so um say what you will about that, uh, people. Who well, visited, Zach knows she, he's had enough of them he, in him I from that know, place. I'm I sure. know he's a he's a possession expert. He's been possessed every other episode. We get it. Um, 
See, now you got my train of thinking screwed up again. Leave uh, Zach alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her alone. You just Why does everybody pick on Brittany? Remember oh. that video? Wow. Ever seen that one? That's interesting. The Thank guy you. screaming and crying on, on the It's like he's hiding in a closet in clothes, and he's crying and <laughs> screaming and makeup coming down his face. And he's so distraught because everybody picks on Britney Spears. It's when she was going through her bald head. Oh, I remember. I think I, yeah, that went viral years ago, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just popped into my head. Wow. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> She's done nothing to you. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Um, yes. Uh, people who are licking pike. Yes. <laughs> not not <laughs> licking pickerel, licking pike. <laughs> right. Uh, people who have visited Bobby Mackey's, they've you know claimed to have been attacked, maybe you know pushed down the steps. Um, yes, that's scratched. a big one. Uh, Bobby Mackey's pregnant wife, when she was exactly. pregnant, she even claimed to have been pushed. Um, that's not good. Like she was going to be pushed down the stairs, like something was yes. trying to push her. Yeah. Uh, some of the history includes a showgirl who once worked at Bobby Mackey's named Joanna, who had a boyfriend named Robert Randall. When Joanna's father heard about his daughter's condition, as in pregnant. Well, he had good old Robert murdered by a gunshot wound to the head. That'll do it most of the time. Joanna was then so distraught that she poisoned her own father and then took her own life. Now, that really happened. That's a lot of freaking energy that's yeah. imprinted right there. Uh, and that is documented as an actual, that's now, something that actually now, happened. is it, though? Is it? I, I, I thought I, that I, there I thought have been so. investigations. I mean, like sincere looks into the criminal history, alleged criminal history of this building, and there's been nothing found to substantiate the existence okay. of this Joanna, the existence of the father of her boyfriend. I don't you know, listeners, if you know for sure if this has been corroborated, if it's legit in itself, let us know. I I've heard both, so I don't know. Right. And you know, in the history of this, we talk about the history of this. Um, the the slaughterhouse, which was the original building, that was actually torn down in the eighteen nineties, mm. and an empty field was there. Um, but when it was in eighteen ninety six, uh, I believe it was. No, you're right. Eighteen ninety six. That is correct. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the um, there is a building put there as a nightclub. And a speakeasy, uh, I guess. Well, that would have been like in the thirties. Speakeasy, uh, what a word! You know what? Back in the day, Mike, yeah, when I love that before any of our paranormal podcast was even a, I don't know how you want to describe it. Just you know, a, a wet dream in my mind. <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to describe it. You know, I I thought about, hey, it'll be fun to do a podcast one of these days. And one of the first names I thought of was the lame speakeasy. And I'm sure there's about nine really? billion podcasts back in the day. This is, you know, two thousand and five or something like that. So um I'm glad I didn't go with that. Would it have been like what, the paranormal speakeasy? Absolutely or something? not. No, it had nothing to <laughs> do with the paranormal. I just knew I wanted to do some sort of podcast and I was okay. trying to think of names. Awesome. Thank God I didn't. Stick with that. But when the new building was put there, I mean, they, they must have put it on the original foundation because the well has always been there. Yeah. Going going back to the slaughterhouse. Because the well was actually put there in the slaughterhouse for 
collecting the blood and yes. the guts and the waste from from the slaughterhouse drainage purposes yeah right Ugh. so right there even though it's animals i mean they to me animals are sentient beings oh of course they, they they know when they're what they're going through before it happens especially in this slaughterhouse where how many hundreds maybe a day oh i know how well i don't know day but how many animals were killed there and that energy that's got to be an energy that's building up that fear i mean yeah it's ter it's horrible to think of it but you know i wholeheartedly believe like you said mike that they knew that they were walking to their deaths yeah i mean even, I, even know, if they didn't understand death you know they right. knew it wasn't good something and they was have not they have the fear yes um like in town here where i live in this small town there's a there's a meat market there and when i was working and i'd go to get gas by this place mm -hmm. i would see like a, a a pickup with a like a horse trailer behind it parked behind this meat place and the cow just uh, just Aww. you know and you know i knew that on my way to work wherever i was going during that time there is going to be a, a cow that's going to be slaughtered in the back and just processed and put up front for my goodbyes and t-bones and why are you doing this stuff why are you doing this i <laughs> because mean because it's just saying i'm telling you that energy is there i mean i felt it i felt it myself just seeing this vehicle there and knowing that that cow in there is sensing something you know, and that's just on a small scale. I know. Like said, you know, you compare that to Bobby Mackey's or when it was a slaughterhouse. I mm -hmm. mean, it's extremely intense. No, and yeah, I, I agree with you in the idea of that that energy of fear just being imprinted down there as well. You know, as well, no pun intended there, as well around the well. <laughs> so as you said, though, you know, murders, alleged murders dating all the way back to 1896. Um one of the most notorious murders in Kentucky and Kentucky's history occurred. And when a girl named Pearl Bryan was beheaded, that means decapitated boys and girls, some yeah. miles head chopped off, head chopped off. Um, no going back from that one. Um, unfortunately <laughs> you can't fix that when it's broken. Nope. No bandaid in the world could help. No amount of band-aids. Maybe some sticky tape. Maybe some sticky tape and some glue. Double double-sided sticky tape. Just right there along the anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> 1896. Pearl Brand beheaded miles from the building by two men, Alonzo Whaling and Scott Jackson. But this there's a lot more that goes to that murder. I mean, wasn't it the fact that she was pregnant? They were trying to set up a, an abortion that they tried to do themselves, botched it. She died. They cut her head off. That's awful. To, 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 you know, so she wouldn't be identified. But she was identified because of her shoes that were left on. And subsequently, these two men were tried and hung. But one of them, Alonzo Walling, I believe his name is, he vowed to Walling, haunt yes. the place forever after his hanging. Now, just think about that for a second, too. If this is someone in real life, someone when when existing in human form was capable of beheading another human being. Yeah, I, that makes no sense to me. And now he is existing in the spirit realm. Well, you know, he, guess what? He's a spirit who is capable of beheading 
<laughs> he's he's capable of beheading people in this life. Imagine what he wants to do in the other existence. Prime example of that is how we covered Ted Bundy, the ghost of Ted Bundy. Oh hell yeah! You know, same thing. You know. Again, no pun intended when I say hell yeah. Goodness gracious. Now, some well, the, hell yeah. Some of the other details involving this murder, uh, bloodhounds found the headless body, tracked its head's scent to the building, whereupon they captured the two men that we already mentioned, Alonzo Walling, Scott Jackson. The officials never found the actual head. Right. Uh, and contended that it probably washed out into the Licking River. But is the, it is the opinion of Douglas Hensley, author of Hell's Gate, that the men went to the abandoned well underneath the place, the building, connected to the river via a sewer, and offered the head as a blood sacrifice to the devil. Now, that's a lot of conjecture on Mr. Um, oh, yeah. Hensley's uh, part there. But, hey... Maybe he did, I'm, obviously, he, not maybe, obviously he did his own thorough research, so much so to publish a book. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should check out that book sometime. The well is the last remnant of the building's former history as a slaughterhouse and was meant to channel blood from the former killing floor to the river, as we talked about before, making it thought to be the gateway to hell. Hell itself, the two men proclaimed at the gallows at this site, that they would come back to haunt the area forever, as Mike already astutely pointed out. Now we're finally getting into some of the alleged hauntings of Bobby. Yeah. Well, do we want do we want to uh, finish up with the history going up to where Bobby Mackey actually purchases this building? Do you have that in front of you? Because I don't have that info. Well, anymore. I, I, I kind of do. Well, um, please, please help us through. Uh, in the 30s, it was the place was called the Primrose. I think it was a you know the speakeasy, and the mobsters were trying to muscle in. Obviously, they you know that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to get the building, and uh, the the owner at the time did not sell and refused and refused. Um, it caused a lot of issues. I I don't have like you know what happened physically or anything with that, but. That's part of the history. And in the 50s, it was reopened as uh, a nightclub called the Latin Quarter. The Latin Quarter. Right. And that was that until 1978 when Bobby Mackey bought the building. But before he bought it, there was a lot of fatal shootings, um, just a bad, I mean, it was a bad seedy place, a bad area, everything. And it was forced to close. And then that same year, Bobby Mackey bought it and uh, just built it up to what it what it is today. Basically what it is today. Okay. Right. With that original well in the basement from the original slaughterhouse. Do you have any recollections of the very worst bar you've ever been in, Mike? Oh, oh boy. I've been to the Philippines. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something <laughs> about the Philippines. But man, do you have any details that pop into your uh, brain? Or well, I I have told this before, where uh, you know they try to make them nice, you know, and they have a, a bathroom attendant in the bathroom. That it's like when you're done going to the bathroom, they'll that'd you know, be great. Like, Would you like some cologne? I'm Would gl- you like some cologne? I'm glad Can the I- bathroom attendant was actually in the bathroom and not like behind the bar. Yeah. You know, well, exactly. <laughs> and you know, trying to make a tip, you know, and. I remember standing at the urinal, going to the bathroom, and a guy coming up behind me, the attendant, and starting to massage my back, (laughs) 
while I'm urinating. That's bad. That's not a good place. Was he blowing on your ear too? I mean, what was like, what was going on there? Oh, he's just kind of flicking my right ear with his little finger <laughs> flicking you know, your every ear once in a while when he was massaging my neck. Yeah. No, I, I was like, I was, I was flabbergasted. I did not know what to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the friend of mine that I was with that him and I did a lot of work together while we were there, he was going to the bathroom and somebody came up behind him or this guy tried to give him a massage and boy, he was ready to kill the guy. <laughs> I was more passive. I, I kind of let it happen, but you know, it cut me off pretty quick. I couldn't, I couldn't finish going to the bathroom. <laughs> you, know, but. you know how I, I try to briefly give a, a, a direct, you know, uh, description of each episode, you know, when I, when I publish them and stuff, I have to somehow include, oh yeah, also Mike's story about his Filipino massage in a bathroom or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's massage so, in a Filipino bathroom. Yeah. Some bathrooms you go in there, it's just a hole in the floor. Oh yeah. I, oh, you know, man. no matter what you got to do. <laughs> and the one, the one, the worst one I went into was the very old lady that was the bathroom attendant. And she was, you know, it's like she was looking at my face while I was peeing because, oh. you know, there's a wall there, but she, you know, you could, you could see over it. It's just like, you know, she was sitting there and <laughs> it was a very low wall <laughs> and a uh, very old lady. Oh, it's like she goodness. was staring at me while I was going to the bathroom. I, I don't think I finished that one either. I I just had to go. A little performance anxiety of another oh, sort. Hell yeah, yeah. Now some anyway. of the sorts, some of the sorts, some of the ghosts of sorts that have been experienced in Bobby Mackey have been actually identified as the two men we had we have mentioned before by several eyewitnesses, including Bobby Mackey, Bobby Mackey's wife Jeanette Mackey, uh, the aforementioned Zach Bagans and crew. And I do want to share a story about the Ghost Hunters crew, their experience there when they filmed an episode and the kind of the kerfuffle that started between some Ghost Adventures fans and Ghost Hunters fans. It's like, ah, oh, gosh, come on. That's ridiculous. Like, can't we all just get along here? We're, we're in the paranormal field. Let's let's enjoy it and enjoy each other. It's like, can't we just get along? This isn't a competition, but even though it sure as hell has been made one, hasn't it? And according to Mike, it's been made a competition by, by Zach because he's to blame Absolutely. for everything. Yeah, he's he's kicking out the uh, the small fries and Zach Baggins is to blame for global warming, according to Mike yes. Carbono. I'm saying no. that, I'm saying that right now. You said yes. You <laughs> no, said yes. I, no, I'm not. No, I'm not getting into that. Now, so uh, anyway. Janet Mackey had a ghostly experience upstairs in the old apartment in the building, where she heard a voice scream, "Get out!" You know the classic, "Get out." Get out. You know, that must be something that just is, we've talked about several times. It takes a lot of energy to be able to be heard, and they right. need to have, you know, short and sweet and concise to the point. So, hey, get out works, doesn't it? Sure. She also saw a full-bodied apparition of a man, which she later identified from a photograph as Mr. Alonzo Walling. And uh. this ghost allegedly pushed and forced her back to the top of the steps, she has since refused to be at the building for years. And this, well, that shows this Alonzo. He he did threaten to hunt the place forever. He did. He did so he's he's there. And this, you know, Bobby Mackey's wife happened to be pregnant at that time. That has to have some connection to the murder of a pregnant woman. There you go. I mean, and like you said, the botched um, attempt at abortion. Man, some nasty crap going on there, mm. that's for sure. 
according to former caretaker Carl Lawson, he had an even more shocking story. Back when Carl used to live and sleep in the apartment upstairs, always with a shotgun in his hand, by the way, so that's <laughs> a little bit of paranoia, but is it based in... Does he have a good reason to be paranoid is what I'm asking. Well, you got to shoot the ghosts somehow. You got to shoot them. You got to shoot at the ghosts. I mean... But you got you to gotta hit them in the head, though. Otherwise, it doesn't work. <laughs> and wait, that's zombies. Never mind. Carry on. Does it have to be a silver bullet? No, that's, <laughs> that's a werewolf. That's a werewolf. Yeah. Wooden now, stakes and fireworks, too. <laughs> they take out those damn feisty ghosts, that's for sure. Now, back when uh, Mr. Lawson used to live and sleep in the apartment upstairs, always with a shotgun in his hand, every morning at 6 a.m., it sounded like, according to Mr. Lawson, sounded like there was an army marching through the modern-day bar below him. On one occasion, he became claimed to become demonically possessed. There's Mike's favorite phrase, demonic yeah. possession. And this is Floyd Lawson that's doing, that's uh, talking. How the hell did you get Floyd? His name is Carl. Carl. Oh, 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 Floyd Lawson. Well, he's the barber on Mayberry. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, I just got mixed up a little bit. That go that joke went right over my head, so I apologize. Yeah. Well, it probably went over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> Floyd Lawson. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything yeah. bad about our listeners. Either. No, absolutely not. Anyway, they tune they they tend to tune out after about five minutes. So yeah. Now, after claiming to become demonically possessed, a reverend spent six hours performing an exorcism, exorcism on him, and Carl woke up with no recollection of what had happened. After the exorcism, he woke up. Learned, he, and he, when he woke up, he knew how to cut hair. He knew how to cut hair. <laughs> he was it's just automatic. He was covered in pea soup. That's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, after the exorcism occurred. An entire wall, mysteriously, listen to this, caught on fire. Sure. The fire department actually had to be called to come in and put the fire out. Nowadays, Lawson proclaims that by the grace of God, the demonic spirits know to leave him alone. So, hmm. hmm. Now, that's another thing we need to look into, or if you're interested, look into fire department records if they were actually called to Bobby Mackey's to put out a fire. Yeah. That would be uh, easy to, to look up, I'm sure. Another employee accounts of other employee accounts, I should say, of paranormal activity abound in Bobby Mackey's. One eyewitness, Rich Lawson, went to the bathroom to wash his hands at a sink, and a short Filipino lady jumped out at him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, would you like cologne? Cologne. <laughs> can I, can uh, I dry your hands for you? And a, a metal garbage can to the left of his sink suddenly hurled itself backwards <laughs> oh, into the wall behind him with violent force and a loud impact. Rich turned around and saw a man with a handlebar mustache standing there, and the bathroom got intensely hot. The apparition repeatedly said the words, Die game, die game die game now that's die that's not the german pronunciation of d that's die die yeah like game. death die dying die uh manager donna clifton reported that one day she came to the bar and the jukebox started playing on its own and it was not plugged in did it say what song was playing because um, that is it pertinent was, to the it story was playing jack scott save my soul i i don't know it was, that song popped in my head you know that song 
Uh, Again, no song popped into my head. I don't know. No one's laughing at that joke. I know. I I don't know that song, but (laughs) oh, it's really good. Would you Would you like to sing a few bars? Uh, let's see. Well, it starts out like this. Here we go. Go down to the River Jordan. We're gonna ask to save my soul. There you go. That's all you're gonna get. Gonna save my soul. Very good. Man, Jack Scott is here. So the jukebox was not plugged in. The record spindle on top was spinning, even though there was no record on it. And the song it was playing, to answer a question, was not something present in the jukebox to begin with. The song being played, Mike, was... The Anniversary Waltz. Okay, well... That sounds familiar now, because we have talked about this. Yes, I think, yeah, it does. When we used to do Patreon-exclusive content, which I'm kind of going back and forth about whether or not to start that up again, Mike. We need. Oh, to, geez, here we go again. We need to talk about that. I don't want to, but sometimes I think that maybe we should. But People anyways. are tired of paying for this shit. I know, well, they didn't pay for it. What are you talking well, about? That's, well, <laughs> that's why they didn't. <laughs> I lost my train of thought again now. Uh, let's see here. I don't know why I said that in that tone, but that's okay. Well, the article I'm reading right now is just kind of focusing on the Ghost Adventures episode. That's where I was going because yes. we, we, we were talking about that um, as a ghost or as a Patreon exclusive episode. So yeah, we um, want to know what the kerfuffle was between the. That's what I'm going to get to now is because yeah, this has been a, a blast. We're flying through this episode. I want to talk about the Ghost Hunters episode back in the day when they investigated. This is uh, when Grant was still a part of the team. It was Grant and Steve and Jason. I think Tango was involved. Uh, Britt. Do you remember Britt? Britt was there. I do. Chris Williams yeah. was involved. Um, oh, yeah, Chris Williams, yeah. The whole crew back in the day. That's like old stuff there. That's old. Old, old school. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting. Like I said, this is what caused, well, a part of this caused a big kerfuffle. It's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. Apart from egos. And by the way, we will get into our opinions. That's what the point of our terminal episode is. Yes. It's yay or nay, no shades of gray at the end of this episode. We are going to give our final thoughts, Mike, whether or not we believe yes. all this hullabaloo about Bobby Mackey's. Absolutely. Okie dokie. I believe this might have gone back to 2011 when this occurred. Forgive me while I'm scrolling through this because I want to make sure I get the quotes right. Yada, yada, yada. Here we go. Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters team arrived at the den of Ghost Adventures team members, Bobby Mackey's Music World. <laughs> um, as, as we mentioned earlier, when the Ghost Adventures team appeared, that was their premiere episode, season one, episode one, back in 2008. Mike, you are grimacing. You look like you're in pain. <laughs> I am. I shall continue. I was moving my tablet and it hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this was Zach Baggins and Nick Groff and Aaron Godwin back in the day. And since then, and this was written back in 2012, 2011, Mm. Ghost Adventures had actually gone on at least 12 personal investigations at Bobby Mackey's. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. I did not know that either. I did not know that. I did not know weird, wild stuff. Now, as the TAPS team rides... Or rode in their giant black monster trucks headed for Wilder, <laughs> Kentucky. They had black Suburbans. 
Well, hey, Mike, we're original fans. We remember when we they had those rundown old vans. And, that's you right. Know, hey, I, I remember when they were just using their plumbing truck. I think that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Were they vans or were they trucks? I guess I don't remember. I think I think they were vans. Yeah. Now riding up in their newly purchased, well, newly back then, giant monster trucks, Grant Wilson opened up a can of worms while riding in the front seat with Jason when he said, this is a quote, the facts haven't been right. This is regarding to Bobby Mackey's alleged haunted history. He says, the facts have not been right, and they've been blown out of proportion by other investigators. Now that set all of the Ghost Hunters fans a, f- a, a, a Twitter, I should say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the Twitter, and they went nuts, and they all come towards Grant and Jason and blah, blah, blah. Now, longtime listeners to the Paranomaly Zone, ding, 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 know that Mike and I are huge supporters and fans of the Ghost Hunters cast and crew. We love those guys. Absolutely. We've had most of them on the show. Uh, yeah, lucky enough to have had so many of right. them on the show, including Jason, including Grant, including Steve. Oh, it's just been great. So we're big supporters, and if push came to shove, and if we had to choose, we did an episode about this, actually. We would choose Ghost Hunters over Ghost Adventures for several different reasons. Right. Go listen to that one episode that we did not that long ago, where we did a Ghost Hunters versus Ghost Adventures. I don't remember it. Oh, you don't already? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Now, of course, like I said, it caused an instant explosion on Twitter, and every Ghost Adventures fan simultaneously tweeted to Zach that the Ghost Hunters team were dissing you guys and blah, 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 blah. Now, apparently, when Zach received this, he was sitting at a poker table in his hometown in Las Vegas, <laughs> and he demanded to hear what Zach or what Grant and Jason meant. He demanded they respond to him. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. That's alleged here in this. I could, I could, I could just see him demanding it and I know pounding <laughs> his fist on the poker table, sending his cards and <laughs> chips flying. His cigar falls out of his mouth. <laughs> now, this was when he was very muscle-bound, so... Yeah, well, uh, when you're playing poker, I'm sure he had his cigar in his mouth. Anyway. This kerfuffle, this fray was soon joined by Chris Williams and Jason, and ever they had the smooth things over with the statements that Grant made about the history, blah, 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 about it being questioned. They had to come forth and make it clear that they were not questioning other investigators. They Although were, they were... Well, yeah, according to that quote, it was kind of clear. Yeah. But they said that they were not questioning the other investigators. They were just saying that it was the alleged hauntings that have been being blown out of uh, proportions, not the investigators themselves being responsible for blowing the alleged hauntings out of proportion, even though, like we said, that's kind of how I interpreted it. Yeah. And that's probably how I would have uh, have said it as well. <laughs> now, j- just to be clear, I'm pretty sure that the Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures guys are on good terms, and they have been for a while. Um, I well, know that years afterwards, when Bridget and I went to our first Paracon, and we, we, we left the second day before Zach and his crew arrived. And I remember I was following Zach on the Twitter then, because he was tweeting about how cold it was in Minnesota, and they're about ready to go to the Monoman Casino for the Paracon, and we're going <laughs> to arrive there by noon, and blah, blah, blah. And 
It's so cold. He's like, yeah, well, whatever. You're getting paid good money to show up. Well, he has no body fat to keep him warm. That's very true. But then later on in that day, I saw a picture of him and Grant sitting at the bar, having a good time, smiling together. It was a picture that Grant took. And this was 2016, so this is after this kerfuffle started. So I'm assuming everything is still good. But then again, that's seven years ago already right there. Seven, eight, nine, whatever the hell it was. And we don't know what the conversation was when that picture was... You know, very, at very the time true. that picture was taken, and they, I, you know, I have to recant. Grant could have said, "Okay, go ahead." Well, no, I want to say because it was actually a lot longer than that. I think it was 2013 or 2014 when that happened. So we're going on 10 years ago almost. So who knows? Maybe they hate each other. I have no idea. <laughs> well, we hope they don't because hate right. is not good. No, of course, love not. is what love love is okay. what we need to. Maybe do. they severely dislike each other, or perhaps they respect one another as people, but right. they disagree with their investigative nope. techniques. Maybe sure. I don't or know. yeah, well, they have to respect each other even on the paranormal level because I mean they're all in this for the same thing. Yeah, Absolutely. you know they're all out. I mean, as dramatic as I feel Zach gets, I mean, he has the passion. He's going for this. No doubt. Because he wants the evidence, because he believes in and so strongly and has his own experiences. I mean, it's legit. His belief is legit. Yeah. I I absolutely firmly stand by that. This isn't hasn't been a a darn near twenty year fraud in the making. I mean, the guy is passionate about what he does you can't deny that yeah he's a he's a consummate paranormal investigator oh god yeah absolutely now getting back to some of the things that the ghost hunters crew experienced during their stay at bobby mackey's needless to say not nearly as dramatic as the ghost adventures alleged experiences um I know Chris and Britt down in the basement, they claim to have heard a lot of knocking noises. They thought they heard voices. Um, Steve was at one point trying to contact Joanna. They're not sure if they got replies. But in like, you know, the evidence reveal portion of the episode, they did capture some EVPs that sounded kind of interesting. They had... Back then, they used to utilize like a little dog every now and then. Do you remember remember yes. that, Mike? Yeah, that, that was, uh, I believe that was Jason's dog. I think so. Yeah. It was like, so. a, like an Australian shepherd or something like that. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was like a little cutie pie. Um, when this dog entered, I don't remember the exact locale. Dog entered a room and some of the EVPs that they captured were clearly referencing this dog. So that's kind of interesting. And so they yeah. played those back in the reveal. I don't think that Jason, you know, it was, this is how it was back in the day. Do you remember when Jason, it was so, it was a huge deal if Jason actually said a place was haunted. Right. Oh yeah. Huge. He he could not bring himself to do that. Even if he got slapped in the face by something, he'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he said that he actually came to the conclusion that Bobby Mackey's was haunted or not, but he couldn't deny those odd EVPs and their personal experiences. Right. Mike, you and I have had so many odd, inexplicable personal experiences, but again, Mm -hmm. it's not evidence. Personal experiences are not evidence to someone else. That's all they are is personal experiences, especially if you're alone. I mean, you know, it's it's just you saying what you heard or, you know, um, you know, even if you know, we were together. It's like we can collaborate on what we saw and what we heard, 
but if it's not, you know, tangible evidence, right? It's something is something you cannot present to someone else and say exactly this is fact because right. it isn't not to them. It just isn't right. Uh, some they also experienced some or you know found some high EMF readings locales I should say mm-hmm. that projected high I EMF readings. That. Uh, they claim to have felt cold breezes in the basements. So that's always it's kind of odd, you know, feeling cold breezes where there shouldn't be any drafts down in this enclosed right. basement. I have to say this. I don't remember this at all. I need to find this episode. Tango, who might have been fairly new to the Ghost Hunters crew at that time. I don't know if he was a a veteran at that time. At one point, Mike, he was using a 600-volt stun gun during the investigation. I don't recollect that at all. What, was he trying to put energy in the air or what? (laughs) I really don't know. (laughs) It's for those cattle that might still be hanging out in the basement. (laughs) Right, there you go. Like a cattle prod. By the way, the, the EVP that they think they captured said dog sees. That's what they thought it said when they were saying like the dog was in there and the dog saw them. That's kind of how they interpreted it. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Which makes sense because I, I believe that dogs and animals are much more sensitive. Yeah. And they can see things that we can't. Yeah, Mike, we're already at an hour here. How do we want to... um? Okay, we provided the backstory. We talked about some of the investigations here. We read a little bit about the Bobby Mackey website. Did we talk anything about those alleged rituals, demonic rituals that have gone down in, well, the basement around the well area in particular? Exactly. It it, it all, it focused down to the well. I mean, because, yeah, satanic rituals where they, they felt that uh, animal and possibly human sacrifices were made. Um, one of the two that murdered um that woman mm-hmm. uh, with the botched uh, abortion mm-hmm. it was alleged one of them uh, probably the alonzo was part of that satanic situation that was going on there at times and has been there with sure. sacrifices and things like that i mean that's conjecture i'm sure but yeah. you know maybe somebody had an idea or well we mentioned earlier that something that the author strongly believes that 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 the murderers offered the severed head as part of you know exactly as an right. offering to the devil and that's why the investigators never were able to find right the the head because the devil took it the devil took it it's in it's in hell yeah. right now yeah as we speak and you know what if, if this if this shit really happened mike i feel terrible for kind of joking about it a little bit oh so yeah rest in I guess peace. screaming bodiless head oh man in hell i know that we, did nothing but but had a botched abortion yeah she was innocent 100 percent and you know it's just yeah it's 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 despicable <laughs> would you mike like to do an investigation there i would in a heartbeat i wouldn't even think twice about it i would I would put a pup tent right next to the well. Would you and pay six hundred and fifty bucks for a five-hour investigation? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would sneak in after hours. So <laughs> let me ask you that again: Do you want to do an investigation? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> you know, and there's so many locales. This is just my personal opinion on all these offerings of haunted tours and so many different locales across the country, across the world. You know, places close to you and I. It'd be so fun to do it, but to me, I want to do it alone. I want to have right. my I want to have my investigative partner, you, and myself, and then that's it. 
mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't even want a guide there to help us through, even if it's just the guide and us. You know, I want the rundown, right. the breakdown of the history, and then let us go. I don't want to be yeah. there with twelve other people. I don't know why that taints well, it for me, but it just does. Well, look at how we did experience that. You remember that old abandoned farmhouse that we went to that was supposed to have a possible grave in the basement. Old abandoned farmhouse. What am yeah, I? Yeah, and we were we were. Wait, is that the trying... one that we that we had to walk through like the five foot tall weeds and grass to get to, or is that that was a church? No, that's the wrong. Oh, one. that was a church. Yeah, that was. No, I'm talking. This was back when I lived in Park Rapids. Old abandoned farmhouse. And it was old abandoned farmhouse, and down in the basement there was a cement slab that looked exactly like it was like a body size. Why am I having and, a complete blank? You're not talking but, about the rundown uh, old building that still stands that's like about four or five ro- miles away from me right now. No, no, not not the one by the uh, liquor store on that four mile corner or whatever. It yeah, is, that's or, that's miles <laughs> that's miles away from that that. But uh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm talking about uh, it's a house where you and I were trying are doing our best to investigate, but there was like, Oh, we never got there. They, they were, oh. No, we were there. There was, but there was kids there. There is a couple of ladies there and they're constantly talking and like, Oh, look at this, look at this. And, and we just could not do an investigation because there was like so many people there. I am really bothered because I am not, this is not sparking a memory at all. Yeah. Where, okay, Mike, where can you remember the location of this place? I have no idea. It was just, it was out, it was out of town. We're around yeah, out of town. It was an old farmhouse. There's actually a guy that I don't know if he owned it or what, but he was. A, Wait a minute, is that where we took the pictures? Where we took the? Are we? There's a picture of us, our old para pictures, when we're standing outside of the building. No. Are you sure? I don't think so. That's the one that is by that liquor store on the way to Dorset. That Dorset corner. I don't, Dorset is a small town in Man, I don't know Minnesota. about that because that building, the, I want to say we may have hit up both of those places in that day then because the picture I'm thinking of, the wall and the clearing is not like this old abandoned houses down the road. I mean, that is covered with bushes and trees. Right. I, I know it's, and it's years and later. The, and the siding is like very old and brown. I think I'm, I think I'm remembering it now, Mike. I think this is a different place. It is. It's and it's more like a white, old white farmhouse. Okay, okay. I'm kind of. Yeah. It's coming back. Oh, it's white. White. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to our listeners. I really, but it's it's slowly coming back. I'll remember it eventually. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, the point is, we couldn't do anything because there was too many people there. Right, and there was a guy that was going to live in there because his wife was left had left him or something like that, and he had this one room where there's actually he had a computer in there and like a place for him to sit, but it was an abandoned house with no electricity. Good God almighty. I do not remember this at all. Well, well, true story. <laughs> well, I, be- I believe you. I'm <laughs> not making it up. <laughs> where, where was I? <laughs> I was like, my God. I don't know. You were there. I remember you up and upstairs. And then, then there's an opening at the top of the stairs where if you walk up the stairs and you turn around or whatever, there's an opening that goes into like this storage area. And I remember crawling into there. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, well, if you ever come across any physical evidence, like pictures or anything of our time at that place, please send them my way. So yeah, I, can remember. I don't. 
I don't remember anything that we brought out of that because it was so frustrating because there were so many people there and loud and talking and laughing. And was it just you and I, or was like the ex there? No, it was you and I. Okay. Yeah. God. So, anyway, our, we, we spent way too much way time too much on time that. on my memory failures. So I apologize, yeah. everybody. Mike, let's dive into. Our opinions, it's time for yay or nay, no shades of gray. I think we gave a pretty good rundown of the story of Bobby Mackey's. Other investigators have had experiences, different levels of experiences. Mike and I would love to go there. We don't want to pay for it. (laughs) I'll go. I'll go. I'll stand outside (laughs) the door and go like, let me in. Let me in. Yeah, I'll go in and investigate the hell out of it. See, on, on those guided tours, you know, it says you're, you know, they recommend you to bring your own pieces of equipment, your own digital recorders, mm-hmm. but the potential of just being tainted by other people without even, yeah. not, not, a, not by their own faults, but anything you pick up, anything you have to question it because, well, was that something out of the, out of the thin air or was that yeah. the guy standing next to me? Yeah. That's like at that house, we were trying to do some EVP work, but there's nothing that we could keep. Absolutely nothing. Man. Mike, do you want to give your final yay or nay, no shades of gray first, or do you want me to give my yay or nay, no shades oh, of gray? Okay, is this no shades of gray? Is it, it is about the, is this a portal to hell or not? 100%. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to focus on. That's what the episode title is, Bobby Mackey's Portal to Hell. Yes. Do you believe I'll- this is a portal to hell? Well, everybody knows what my opinion on certain demonic things are. Is it a portal to hell? Nay. No. Wow, no beating around the bush there. No, no beating around the bush there. You know, I it's no, it's a well. It's a it's a it's an extremely tainted well, I I would say. A tainted well. Yeah. Is it a portal to hell? I don't believe that. Is it a portal in any other shape or fashion or form, that's possible. It's but possible. Portal to hell? No. I was trying to find my yay or nay sound bites. I don't. I don't <laughs> have them right now. I know one of them is the donkey, isn't it? Oh, preparation is key, Patrick. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't prep, <laughs> which is obvious. <clears throat> I did pull out the soundboard though, because I wanted to play a few things and never got around to it. That shows you how. Again. Yeah. Preparation, Mike. Preparation is yeah. the sign of professionalism. I couldn't, yes. I couldn't even pronounce professionalism. Well, and we do not claim to be professional, ever. No. This is Mike falling down the well. <laughs> there you <he> went. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd make any sound. I'd just be done. You know, it, my mind would be going crazy as I'm falling into the well. It's like, shit, here I go. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, man. <clears throat> and then when he lands, well, guess who he meets down there? Wow! Yep, Mr. Chris Walken. He's right there. He's surprised by Mike's arrival. Wow! <laughs> so quick- I, don't think, uh, I don't think Chris would be there, actually. So quickly, no beating around the bush, Mike gives it a big nay as a portal yeah. to hell. Do you have any um, uh, other... Do you think that it is potentially a haunted locale? Se- I believe it's a haunted locale. Separated from all demonic... Alleged occurrences. Yeah. Not taking into account even, you know, stories that are uh, known to be true or or possibly to be true or not, you know, 
uh, found to be factual at all. I still believe that this is a very haunted place. There are things that go on there. There is lingering spirits that that are just they they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. They have to be there. They and they have to interact. They and the well is is a it can be a huge energy spot for this entire building and the land around it. I mean, there's a lot to this this well besides being haunted or besides the possibility that a head was sacrificed in it or animals or people. But um, I don't believe in the portal to hell, but I do believe in some very strong energy going on there. I think that's very well said. I think uh, without beating... I rambled bush, a bit, but... No, you didn't at all, actually. I think <laughs> okay. Without my own beating around the bush, um, no drum roll needed. Nay! I do not think it is a portal to hell by any means. And we agree? We absolutely agree. We both give it a big, giant nay. Um, but with the caveat that I, like you, Mike, definitely think that this is a haunted locale... The history there, whether or not you believe in the stories, the alleged murders, the alleged suicides, I think that if anything, hauntings have been conjured up, have been slash man-made at this place just because Mm -hmm. of the strong want, the strong need, the strong belief that this place is paranormal. I truly believe in the possibility of paranormal activity Kind of similar to poltergeist activity, but not really as being made by man itself. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's what the case is here, but I think something is going on there that's unexplainable, inexplicable, downright creepy. As far as being a damn portal to hell, nah, I don't think so. And this is coming no. from a Catholic boy, so um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I was it, I was Catholic. I just I don't know what the hell I am anymore. And it's kind of filled in, so there's you're not you're not going to get through it. There's no way that you can get down in there. There's if there's a ladder, it's buried. If there's stairs, they're buried. Well, unless we're talking, we somehow take some sort of like ethereal form. Ethereal, then, paranormal. Then uh, maybe. Um, yeah. Then maybe. Wispy ass doorway that opens up that you just fall through and it closes up. Good use of the word wispy. I don't think yeah. we've ever used that before. That's well, and I enjoyed your use of the word caveat. I hope I use it correctly. Um, uh, well, I think you did. I don't know. Um, if I didn't, we have listeners who love pointing it out to us. So uh, please do that. Um, but I don't know. Is it? Is it? Did you use it correctly, or is it just? No, never mind. I'm not going to say yeah, that. Just don't go there. It's a don't joke go. that nobody will understand. It has to do with family affair and Mister yeah. French. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the whole point, the biggest point the most important aspect of this episode this entire hour and 15 minute discussion mike about bobby mackey's portal to hell is that mike carbno the paranormal poster boy thinks zach baggins is a giant dick and so <laughs> we started the show with that and we'll end it with that it's like that movie of, i can't, can't remember the name of it, but i love it so much where dan Aykroyd plays the old judge and all of a sudden, you look at him, and his oh, nose turns into it. No, why'd penis? you have to bring that movie? Why'd you I love that movie. It? Nothing but trouble. It's it should be there called Nothing But Crap. That movie oh, it's is fun. Terrible. It's so much fun. Demi Moore. Oh, she was great in it. How, Demi how Moore. can comedic geniuses like Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and Chevy Chase lay yes. such an egg for a movie? I, I hey, I enjoyed it. 
I would watch it again. You know what? <laughs> I, I don't. I am going to have nightmares thinking about his <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's penis nose that he has. <laughs> the, but he played that part so great, though. I mean, he was so awesome. There was no humor in that no. movie. I, I, whatever. All right. I don't want to end it on that note. We'll end it on. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the hell we'll end it I on. Po- now. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Family Affair, Mr. French. Is, was Mr. French's name uh, Sebastian Cabot or was it Sebastian Caveat? That's where my joke was oh, going. Oh, goodness. Was, and it was, was going to go nowhere because I know how bad it was. And there's probably, you know, the only people that I think probably even know who Sebastian Cabot is is probably Nez Ortiz. She always lets us know. I know who that is. <laughs> Well, Mike, the oh, only person the only person laughing at your joke <laughs> is you. Is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I retracted it as a joke, but I had to I had to get it out somehow, so I had to explain it. Computer Mike thought it was hilarious, so it was, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Okay, Mike, this has been a blast. Thank you for making this work, buddy. Um, <sighs> this has been a I, I again I'm repeating myself. This has been a blast, but I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope our yeah. listeners. Enjoy this as well. Send us your thoughts, what you guys think about Bobby yeah. Mackey's. Um, yeah, final thoughts. As well as, yeah, as well as Bobby Mackey's is known, my final thought, as well as Bobby Mackey's is known and as popular as it is, people in the paranormal, even interested in the paranormal, have heard of Bobby Mackey's place in yeah. one way or another. But dig into it. There's so much more, and it's so interesting, and there's... It's just a great, uh, great, great story. It's a sad, creepy story for sure. We kind of gave you the Cliff Notes version of it. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, we encourage you to check it out. Mike, This again, thank you so much. This has been a very good time discussing all things paranormal, which is our passion. Mike, until next time, what do the friends of the Paranormally Zone need? I should say it? You should say it? It's out.